Episode number eight, the equipment needed for growing microgreens. You're listening to the Microgreens Entrepreneur Podcast, where the aim is to help you start, grow and improve any microgreens business. I'm your host, Brian Faulkner, owner of a microgreens business that I operate out of my own home. Stay tuned and welcome along. Well, how's it going? I hope you're having a great week. Welcome to another episode of the Microgreens Entrepreneur Podcast. On this week's episode, we're going to go through all the equipment you need for growing microgreens and why you need it. So stay tuned. And by the end of the episode, you're going to know what equipment you're going to need to start a microgreens business out of your very own home. Before we get started, I want to let you in on a little statistical fact that I heard on another podcast that I like listening to. And that is that the majority of new podcasts don't actually make it past episode 7. So here we are on episode 8 and I just want to thank you all for listening in up until this point. And any of you who have got in touch and left feedback, I really appreciate it. So look, thanks very much. And right, we'll get on with the start of the episode. Alright, so when we're growing microgreens inside our own homes, you know, it's not how Mother Nature intended plants to be grown. It's just not natural. So before we get into all the equipment we're going to need for growing microgreens indoors, let's take a little trip back to secondary school or high school, some of you might call it. And we'll go back to biology 101. And if you were like me in school, you probably weren't listening or paying attention and you might have missed this. I have to say, I was an awful daydreamer in school, so I missed a lot of stuff. But let's take a look at photosynthesis and how plants actually grow. So on a basic level, plants use water and nutrients from the soil, right? They transfer those up through the plant, through the leaves, through the stem. And they take the carbon dioxide from the air that we all breathe out. The leaves have tiny little spores called stomata. And through those tiny spores, they absorb the carbon dioxide from the air. And as we all know, carbon dioxide is made up of carbon and oxygen. So thankfully for us as humans, the plants keep the carbon and breathe out the oxygen. That's just a little side benefit of having a microgreens business in your own home. You're going to have cleaner air and more oxygen in there as well. So in the leaves then we have our water, our nutrients and our carbon dioxide, right? And together they're all called the raw sap. So when the leaves have all these elements in them, they're going to need something else to help them come together and do what they're supposed to do, okay? An outside force, I suppose you could call it. And that outside force comes in the form of the sun. A plant's leaves has chlorophyll in them and chlorophyll in the plant's leaves absorb the sun's rays. And then the sun's rays provide the energy that the plant needs to turn all these elements in the raw sap, the carbon, the water, the nutrients, and it turns it into elaborated sap. That elaborated sap then, it's transferred around the whole plant and it works as food for the plant. It keeps it going and it keeps it growing. And yeah, that's basically how a plant gets its energy to grow. I know that was a fairly elementary explanation and probably something you already understand well. But I just wanted to give some context to the reasons we need all this equipment and materials I'm going to talk about now. Alright, so let's get on to the equipment needed. First thing you need is a table. That's going to be one of the most used things in your workspace. It's going to be where you do all your planting, all your cutting, your packaging. So you really need a table. Next is your trays. And because we're inside, we're going to need something for our seeds and our soil to go into. So we need trays. I recommend using 10 by 20 inch flats. I recommend using 10 by 20 inch seed trays, shallow in depth for ease of cutting the microgreens, one with holes sat inside one without holes for ease of watering. 
If you want to know more about the reasons behind this, go back and have a listen to episode 4, How to Grow Microgreens, and that'll explain it to you. So to store your soil, what I do is I take it out of the bag that it comes in and I put it into something. It's tidier and then you can also break up the soil with your hands or you can use a sieve to make it as fine as possible. To store the soil, I just use a bin or a trash can or whatever you want to call it. Just make sure that it has a lid on it so that any mold spores that are in the air are not getting onto your soil. I actually use two bins. The second one is for emptying the finished trays into after I've harvested them. Next thing we need to do is we need to make it rain. So we're inside. So obviously there's no rain inside. So we need a watering can and a water spraying bottle to water microgreens. So now we have our nutrients that we're getting from the soil. We have something to water with and CO2 or carbon dioxide. We don't have to worry about that. There's plenty of it in the air already. Some big growers, I'm actually not too sure about big microgreens growers, but some big growers that are growing tomato plants inside and different types of crops, they'll actually pump CO2 into their greenhouses because there's not enough in there for all of the plants that they're growing in there. But on a small scale like this, we don't need to worry about that. Then when we've planted and watered our microgreens, we need to keep them organized and also take advantage of all the space we have available to us. So we're going to place them on shelves and take advantage of our vertical space, okay? There's a variety of different kind of shelves you can get. You can get wooden shelves that are a bit cheaper. You can get steel shelves that are a bit dearer. You've got an array of different options there, really. I see the majority of microgreens growers, and myself included, they use shelves with four levels on them. But really, I suppose you could go as as high as your ceiling if you wanted to. You would just need a way of getting up there and looking after your microgreens, watering them and taking them down and and obviously making sure that it's safe, that they're not going to fall over. You'd have to maybe secure the shelves to the wall or something like that. But for getting started, I recommend just getting your four level shelves. That will definitely do when you're just getting started. When our microgreen seeds have sprouted then, we need to provide them with the energy that they need to keep growing healthily. And we know that it's the sun that provides that energy. So we need to replicate that. And we do that in the form of grow lights. So again, like the shelves, you've got a whole bunch of different options there when it comes to grow lights. I'm planning on doing an episode that's all about the different types of grow lights available. But for now, I'll just tell you what lights I use. And they're Sunblaster T5 fluorescent grow lights. They're a little bit more expensive than the standard shop lights you can get. But I really like them. There's reflectors on them and that helps to make sure that all of the light is being beamed onto your microgreens. So then we have to think about what the sun actually does. Sun goes up, sun goes down. So we need to replicate that as well. And to do that, you want to get yourself a socket timer and put that to come on and off at a certain time. I see some people leave their lights on for 16 hours a day and off for 8. I actually leave them on for 12 and off for 12. Yeah, so setting a timer will do this for you and it'll take the need for you to do it manually away. The next element that we need to replicate then is the wind and we're going to do that through fans. A fan is going to keep the air moving around your grow room and the main reason you want to do this is to help avoid mould issues. I have an episode coming up very soon. I think it's not next week but the week after and it's all about mould and microgreens. So stay tuned for that and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already so you don't miss out on that. Another thing that you're going to need, and I suppose it helps stop mold as well really, and it will just help you to know what's going on in your grow room, what the climate there is doing, and that is a gauge that shows you the temperature and the humidity in your grow room. 
When you start to grow a lot of microgreens in a small space, you want to be able to monitor this and take action if you need to, if humidity is getting too high, temperature is getting too high or too low. That's the reason for that. When you start to grow a lot of microgreens in a small space, a dehumidifier will become essential to reduce the amount of moisture in the room. But when you're just starting out and you're not growing that much, you can definitely get away with just an oscillating fan to begin with. Then after your growing is done, you're going to need a knife or scissors to harvest your microgreens. You're going to need packages to put the microgreens into. I use a cellulose compostable package. It's a little bit more expensive than the plastic packaging, but it just helps me feel that little bit better that you're doing something positive for the environment. And as well as that, it's also a good selling point in the likes of an organic health food shop. I think there's a big crossover of people who are into being healthy and also caring about the environment as well obviously there's no way of telling for sure but i really do feel that that helps to sell more microgreens in the end too then you're going to need a weighing scales to weigh out your microgreens that you're putting into your packages to get the correct amount you're going to need labels for your packages you're going to need a printer to print onto the labels and then a date stamp to stamp the best before date onto the labels so there you have it really that's all of the basic equipment that you really need to get started with a microgreens business in your own home there's a good few bits there that you'll need to buy but if you think about setting up another business like let's say for example a coffee shop how much money would it take to put into starting a coffee shop i I have no idea i'm just after thinking of this right now but i imagine the machines that it takes to make the coffee are very expensive you have to buy all the tables the chairs you have to kit the whole place out and that's before you've ever even sold a cup of coffee and what do you get for a cup of coffee maybe three or four dollars or euro so when you compare it to another business like that it's a relatively small investment we're nearly at the end of the episode here but i just wanted to share an analogy that i thought of when i was putting the outline for the episode together so i've listed all of the equipment and the materials here that you need to start a microgreens business right and let's say that you buy all the equipment and the materials you need to start a microgreens business But just like the plants, when they have all of the elements they need in the leaves, but they don't have the sun to give them the energy, nothing really happens and they're not going to grow. So what I'm trying to say here is that your job is to be the sun and give all that equipment and materials the energy that they need to come together and combine and to start growing into a microgreens business possibly. So that was possibly a little bit corny, but it was my way of giving you a little bit of inspiration here at the end. If starting a microgreens business is something you've been given thought to, I'm really happy to announce that we've created an ebook and it's called A Beginner's Guide to Starting a Microgreens Business. It goes over all the steps you need to take to start a microgreens business, the growing, the selling. There's a list of links to all the equipment that you need to start a microgreens business. It's something that I would have loved when I was first starting. It'll save you a bunch of time looking in different places for all this information and it'll give you a kickstart on how to go about starting a microgreens business and by the end of reading it you'll be ready to go out and try and make your first sale so now i've pitched it you're probably wondering how much is it well it's actually totally free you just need to go over to microgreensentrepreneur.com 
forward slash ebook and download it it's a pdf i'll leave a link for it in the show notes as well so to get the book again it's microgreensentrepreneur.com forward slash ebook so that brings us along to the end of the episode thanks a million for listening all the way to the end i really hope you enjoyed the episode and hopefully you might be able to take something away from it if you do have a question that you want me to answer you can leave me a voice message through the speakpipe link and that's speakpipe.com forward slash microgreensentrepreneur And I'll also leave a link for that in the show notes. And your question could be played and answered on a future episode of the podcast. You can also get in touch through email, brian at microgreensentrepreneur.com. And if you did enjoy the episode, I would really appreciate it if you left a review on Apple Podcasts. It just helps the show's ranking and helps get it noticed a little bit more. And it lets more people know that it exists. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Have a great week and I'll catch you on the next episode.